installment of the R&B and Chill Podcast with your boy Devontae. This is episode number 18. I got it right this time. Turn. Don't do that. Don't do that. Bay's across from me painting my uh, piggy bank right now. Say hi, babe. Hi. <laughs> uh, but welcome to the newest episode of the R&B and Chill Podcast. This is episode 18. I want to say thank you to everybody that continues to listen. Uh, that continues to subscribe to us and listen to me virtual, uh, virtually. Wow. Um, well, shit, everything is virtual at this point. Um, but audially, we appreciate you. We love you. Continue to subscribe to us on all platforms. Um, that may be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud. We're virtually everywhere. So if you want to listen to us, please do so and subscribe, rate, review, everything of that nature. Listen. Uh, today's going to be a very, very easy show, but there's some things that I want to get into, right? First of all, uh, I play Pink Sweats, honesty, for a reason. Um, one, that's the probably only few songs of Pink Sweats that I know, 
Right. Not even going to hold you. <laughs> you know? But um, it's probably one of the only songs of the recent... Um, I would say, like, for me personally, of the army that I've heard over the recent five years, over the five recent years, right? Um, it's probably the first one that I've heard um, that's over an acoustic, acoustic guitar. No, you know, no hip-hop fillers in there. No, you know, real um, beats or anything that got real major play. Uh, Pink Sweats you know, was somebody who everybody was looking like, nigga, what? You know, but in a sense, he he kind of, and I don't want to even say brought back, because I kind of, I kind of want to, but I kind of want to give him his credit due, right? Because what I want to get into is first, the first topic I want to get into is the R&B lover boy, right? The R&B lover boy mentality, or how that has shifted in the culture of music, right? Particularly um, when we talk about R&B and hip-hop, how that lover boy kind of mantra, if you want to call it, kind of shifted. And that's why I kind of played Pink Sweats in the beginning because women look at him and they see a, a big, big teddy bear, right? Big teddy bear, you know, who is... Who has his voice, right? And if we go back, if we go back in the R&B archives, R&B was literally love making music. We've talked about this, right? We've had conversations. But those same men who were making those music, that music, were not looked at as gay. Or as, I don't even want to say that, but as like soft, right? Because no matter if they could rap a rap lyric or not, right? Or be in the streets or not, you were still listening to that music. Hell, you was fucking to that music. Hell, you had babies to the muse. Right? So nowadays, I see that that... You know, I was, and I think what sparked my interest about it, I was looking on social media and I literally had to unfollow one of these podcasts because he's, he's madly just toxic masculinity in my eyes, right? He just, yo, men's supposed to be, man, fuck all that lover boy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? Fuck all that shit. Like, I don't, no, fuck that. Wow. Somebody pissed in your cup, sir. Like, <laughs> wow. Like, you were just. <laughs> Somebody majorly pissed in your cup because you are angry. You know, you are upset. And um, to me, in my eyes, and this is a grown man, right? This is probably a man in his, 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 his late 20s, maybe 30s, right? Um, but grown, right? Um, saying these, this, this stuff, right? And, and I was like, it's weird because that has a congruency or a parallel to R&B music right now, right? Because if you see R&B music right now, a lot of people 
would consider would consider the weekend's performance at the Super Bowl, right? Some people will literally argue to you that the weekend's R&B. Or, see, you hear me? The weekend's performance was R&B. When even I know as a weekend fan that some of his music is not R&B, it's, it's a lot of pop, right? I would, I would, I would give his most R&B came from the beginning in his career, right? We're talking the trilogy, you know, his three mixtapes were which were amazing. We're talking Beauty Behind the Madness in a sense. Like Beauty Behind the Madness was probably my favorite album of his. It was his first studio album, which like blew up. And then I think My Dear Melancholy, which he put out, which was like seven songs, went back into that kind of hazy R&B-ish field that he was in, right? But as I've said, I wouldn't, as as a as a R and B fanatic and a weekend fan, I wouldn't categorize him as completely R and B, right? Um, and never have. He has elements in which I liked, but he's not like a tank, right? He's not like a a, a genuine, right? Or hell, you can go as to say um, He's 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 not like a, a, a Michelle or something like that, right? He's not that, right? He's not a Keith Sweat. You understand what I'm saying? Even though some Keith Sweat can't sing, but that's that's okay. You know we got bangers. Um, but it's a say nowadays. The lover boy mentality when we see it nowadays, it is not in the R&B mantra. Right. Nowadays, what we hear nowadays and and what we've talked about lately is that R&B and hip hop are kind of merging together into one, in a sense. Right. And we've said on the show that it's it it, it, we in a sense, it's kind of taken back from the actual scene of R&B, because as we said, R&B has been one of those pivotal genres to sit here and actually be. Um one of those foundational pieces in music, right? Um, and R&B has so many branches to the, to, the, to the roots of it, right? Rhythm and blues has so much, right? Rhythm and blues. Blues off the rip, right? You can equate that with jazz, right? Funk music, all of that. Disco. Hello. You understand what I'm saying? Disco music comes from the sound of R&B. It is rhythm and blues with a with a lot of techno and lights. Literally, literally. What was Earth, Wind, and Fire? A lot of techno and R and B. The boogie down, down, the boogie down, the boogie down. Like that was a lot of R and B and techno. You understand what I'm saying? So, when we think about it, the tree of R&B is very, is very full. A lot of branches, a lot of leaves. So, when I see that people like this man, it's saying like, yo, you know, you don't need to be a lover boy. Lover boys are crazy. I, I refute that. Right? Because 
I'm from a lover boy era. You understand what I'm saying? I'm from that era. I'm still a part of that era. Barry White, Barry White was the ultimate player, R&B swag daddy. Like most of you hip hop niggas, whether young or old, and the old heads know about him. Your, 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 your uncle who did twenty know about Barry. Okay. Your grandma, your mom, your uncle, your god brothers and sisters. They know about Barry. Barry had the deepest voice that could go commercial in music, period, to this day. Hands down. Hands down. Hands down. He was the ultimate lover boy. Yeah. What? Oh, come on. He had he had women wet. They didn't even know what they was doing. They was like, what is this gushiness? Am I pregnant? No. It's just Barry singing to your vagina. Hmm? Any time, in any place. Like what? I want to love you. The ultimate, I feel like Barry White was the ultimate lover boy. Or at least the persona of it, right? The personification. Everybody, I feel like everybody wanted to be like Barry. Shit, I wanted to be like Barry. When I was big, it was only a few big niggas in the R&B game who I wanted to be like. And I still want to be like them. Barry White and Gerald LeVert. What? Oh, my mama loved her some J. G. LeVert. My bad. Gerald LeVert, he was Barry with the with the lightest sound, right? Like you had you had a deep voice and you had a light voice. Barry was the deep. Gerald was the like he represented. Lover boys for the big dogs. Sing it. Women with apple bobbing booties just flocking. Women with voluptuous booties flocking. If you was a size 2 to 20, it didn't matter. It didn't matter. You was flocking. Because why? He was singing to not only your vagina, but to your spirit. And you can't sit here and tell me I'm lying. And that was the essence of the lover boy. You understand what I'm saying? And that's just coming from a person who, who has been on stage, who gives the essence. Because I watch so I've been on stage and done what Barry Gerald, Boys to Men, New Edition. They had this sort of women love a man that can sing, first of all. Okay? You can hit notes and shit like that. Oh, man. And some niggas get jealous by that. Because, listen, we can't sing. We can rap, though. 
And girls gonna like that shit too. And that's fine. You feel me? That's fine. Rap and rap. Listen, hit, hit spit a 16, a woman might drop her drawers right there. Or if you cover a a, 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 a boys to men song, she might drop her panties right on the sidewalk. What? What? But what I'm saying is, over this time period, we have seen the kind of the as as the as the culture has shifted the music has shifted and with the music shifting in the way of R&B coming a lot more hip hop right um we see that the kind of like the 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 unwritten you know kind of like the unwritten mantras of R&B are kind of being faded away Right, because R and B in a sense taught some people how to love, huh? When you broke up with your significant other, you had, yeah, I'm not gonna cry, right? You understand what I'm saying? You had songs like that, but when you trying to get back together, you all you had songs that was getting back together. That was, you know what I'm saying? You had music that was sitting here being. For every situation in the R&B game, whether it was a breakup, makeup, hey, we having sex in between, it was everything everywhere. And and it showed, and, and, and whether, honestly, whether you was cheating or not, because that's your business. Because um, <laughs> that's your business. But you were loving, right? You loved. And I think the essence of love has left the... the has left some of the R&B uh, game as 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 I see it, right? Um, it's not to say R&B has completely, you know, gone off the rails in a sense where, you know, more of us don't listen to those love songs or, ever, you know, try to interpret what those songs mean but no it, it's 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 because i i know a few people who will literally continuously you know up and down listen to r&b to the day they die but you know as we grow older the culture grows older and it grows newer it doesn't it doesn't grow you know older and slower it grows older and keep you know keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the time. So, um, it's just to say, like, yo, R&B is just, it's so, it's, it's such a great genre. An amazing genre. Um, now, <laughs> I want to play a little game, right? So, R&B is such an amazing genre that we accept, we've accepted a lot of interracial music within the R&B realm. The first time that I heard um, there was a there was a song um, an R&B song or there was a couple funk songs back in the, the 70s that my grandma played and she asked me do you think this is a black man? I said absolutely. No, no doubt in my mind. This is a black man. Okay? 
the soul. It, it was something about listening to a black man sing in the 70s and in the 60s that you just hear a pit of just, it, you heard all the struggle. The struggle, the come up, the, 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 the need to survive. You heard it. I know you want to leave me, right? Like, David Ruffin was like, I know. You heard that in the pit of his, I know you want to leave me because I ain't shit. Okay? I know I ain't shit, and you know I ain't shit. But listen here, I refuse to let you go. No. If I have to beg and plead. For your sympathy, if I got to get down on my damn neck, I don't mind. Because you mean that much. Yes, I ain't shit. You know it. You know when you got with me. So please stay with me because ain't nobody else out there shit either. Basically. Right? So you think about that. And you hear this white man. You hear this white man sing, play this guitar. He on Soul Train. And it was a popular song. I was trying to think of the song, but I forgot the song. Because it was on a Netflix documentary. And I was just like, I remember that he was white? So I was like, hold up. My mind is blown. Right? Because I'm like, man, white people can't be that funky. Then I get born. February 1st, 1994, right? I'm, I'm born. That's during the 90s. That's during the time where RB and hip hop was flourishing. Music was, black music was on the rise. It's going crazy, right? I remember going into like the 2000s. My mom played this song. She played this song. And I didn't know if this was. Again, thinking it's a black man, right? I'm like, this is a black man for sure. He he killing these vocals. Right? Most of the time, any black song that I thought was black or had some soul, I thought it was a black person, right? When I knew that this man was white, I was sick to my stomach. To my stomach. things I used to do. The games I used to Nothing's gonna make you fall from heaven 
At that time, he black. So the fact that this nigga was not even just fair-skinned, okay, but what? I said, what the hell? What the? F what? Then, then, right? Then, okay, 2006 comes around, right? Okay, okay. I'm deeply devoted into the music of R&B, right? Deeply. I'm sick, of, I'm sick of these white people getting all this shot, right? And I know John B. came out in the 90s, but I'm like, oh, hell no. I was slow-key hanging at like 10, right? 12 years old. I'm like, what? I can sing this shit better. Fuck out of here. So then 2006 comes around, right? And I hear this. Um, This song goes, and listen, I don't know how many times I covered this song in my room. Uh, I hear this song, and I'm thinking to myself, oh, another black man that can't do what that is? No. <laughs> I'm saucing my room and shit. I'm... Yeah. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. I'm up in this motherfucker. Get it. And then my mama tells me, he white. What? I'm lost without you. Can't help myself. How does it feel to know that I love you, baby? I'm lost without you. Can't help myself. How does it feel to know that I love you, baby? Tell me how you love me more. And how you think I'm sexy, babe But you don't want nobody else You don't want this guy You don't want that guy You wanna touch yourself when you see me Tell me how you love my body And how I make you feel, babe You wanna roll with me You wanna hold with me You wanna stay warm and get out of the cold with me I just love to hear you say it It makes a man feel good, babe Tell me you depend on me. I need to hear it. I'm lost without you. Can't All right, stop that shit. <laughs> so, I love the songs. Don't get me wrong. I love the songs, right? Love the songs. And so I'm like, okay, that's two for two. Now, we all know Justin. We all know Mr. Timberlake in sync. Okay. Now... We'll talk about him later in the T.O.B. podcast later on uh, tomorrow. But in a sense right here, 
you know, he was in sync and everything. Bye bye. Keep on the pain. You keep on the pain. Do what you do. Do that you get me. Cause it ain't no lie when you bye 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 bye. Okay, he was on his whole pop shit, right? The whole dance. <laughs> we sure did. He's on his whole pop shit, right? And then all of a sudden, boom! NSYNC breaks up. Justin leaves the group. And as we all know, without Justin, there was no sync or end. So the N left the sync. It was only sync. And that's what and they did. Sunk. And they sunk. As soon as Justin left. Now, individually, they probably did, you know, better. You know what I'm saying? Um, at, you know, as the sinking was going down as a group, they splitting up was definitely, you know, the way. But um, when Justin decided he wanted to go solo, he wanted to go solo. And as he went solo, his music began to change. Right? He had the white audience. Bye, bye. He had them in the pocket. Still making residual money from NSYNC. But what did he want to do? He wanted to cross over into black America. And before Robin or... Um, and before Robin, Justin was one of the first white men, purely white men. Hear me, purely white. There's speculations that John B. may have some little specks of black in there. We'll we'll do some further research next week. We'll get back to you on that. Um. So for the uh, other, for the funky white man in the seventies, we'll get back to you. I think no, the funky white man in the seventies, he was he was purely white. That was that was white man. Um, but Justin in the modern era was the first white man to say, "Hey, hey, 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 I want to create music that is going to cross over." Into Black America. So what was the first song that I heard that I'm like, who the hell does Justin think he is? But I listened to it, and it was a banger. And I fucked with Because it was the rain for me. <laughs> you were my son. Mind you, we had Timmy on that producer at the time. You didn't know all the ways I loved you. No. So you took a chance. Mind you, he's talking about Brittany as well. But I bet you didn't think that they would come crashing down. No. You don't have to say what you did. I already know. 
I'll never be You only make me sad about it Tell me you love me How did you leave me All alone Tell me you need me Okay. Then, what really got me about Justin, right? Because he did something that Robin nor John B. did. He kept making music for black folks, right? And we like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, oh, no, Justin. But we fucked with it. We fucked with it. I know I fucked with this one. Y'all can't tell me y'all dead. Period. I'm bringing sexy back. Yeah. And my other boys don't know how to act. Yeah. I think it's special what's behind your back. Justin fan right now. That's all right. We're all not. It was for the purpose of the show. <laughs> so, out of these three men, who are you bringing to the cookout? Right? Because as we said in our black culture, there's only a few people that can actually get into the gates of heaven for us. And our gates of heaven, that's the cookout. Right? Um, and so, when we talk black cookouts, we talk about Hustles. We talk about good music. We talk about before I let you go. And we're not talking about the Beyonce version. Okay? Because if I go to a black cookout and the first I, before I let you go version is the Beyonce version, I'm taking the I'm I'm taking whatever stereo and I'm breaking it. Period. Period. Beyonce will probably do the same. Period. Because you're not going to do that. Play the OG first. Then you're going to be. Okay, then you're going to. Then you're going to all the twerking first. I mean the second. But who would you invite to the cookout? Justin? John B? Robin Thicke? Now, we know Robin Thicke has had his problems in the past. You know, when he made uh, Blurred Lines, you know, and the lyrics were very, um, <clears throat> and don't get me wrong, I banged the song, right? I wasn't even listening to the lyrics. You understand what I was saying? I was just saying, Blurred Lines, I know you want it. <laughs> I'm sorry if I'm horrible, but that was just me, right? And I'm rapping T.I. verse most of the time, right? You understand what I'm saying? I'm I'm not thinking, like, this is a really just just crazy-ass song, right? Like, I'm like, oh, 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 okay. <laughs> like, you know, it was his biggest song to date, but it was mad, just mad, wow, right? And then you have Justin, 
who as of late um, has been getting a lot of backlash, um, rightfully so, uh, because the Britney documentary just came out on the New York Times. And um, yeah, we still haven't low-key forgiven you for the Janet Jackson fiasco, you know? You left and her his high. pettiness with Prince. Oh, and your pettiness with Prince. Yeah. So we, there's a lot of things, right? And then John B, John B just been sitting in the cut. Loki living off the residuals of an amazing song that will never go out of style. Because that's a song that will probably be played to make kids for decades. So who are you bringing to the cookout, babe? John B. John B. Okay. I like that. John B will be at the cookout for me too. I can't I can't bring Justin me? off the merit that you nip slipped one of my favorite artists and one of the women that I always wanted to fuck since birth. Okay. You literally pulled her nipple down. Mm-hmm. Not just the shirt, but her nipple. Had your hand on her breast and just said, Ugh! and just just slid your hand like it was just just something to be slided on. And she was punished, and he wasn't. And don't get me wrong, cry me a river, pff, smash right. What I didn't know was about Britney, and not saying that. It's bad to make music about your exes because obviously we've seen that be a moneymaker. Taylor Swift has done it. Taylor Swift has. She's. Golly, she's making mad money off her exes. Goddamn. Um, you know, mad, mad people have done it. Adele? Oh, 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 man. 21 was lit. Somebody like you? Oh, listen here. Now, Adele can't come to the cookout. You hear me? But she got. But wearing what she wore that day to that thing. Oh, she was wearing Rasta shit. Oh no. For West Indian parade or something. Oh, you can't come in like that, sis. Don't take off those cold robes. No. Yeah. Like I know white people wanna listen. When you, when you, I love white people who fuck with our culture, but still just be white people. You know? Just be you. Just be your white, corny ass dockers with shorts that come up to the goddamn, you know, crack of your ass and your long sleeve shorts or your, or your khaki pants with your, your sandals. You know, your Jesus slippers ones of through tens. You know what I'm saying? You know? The toe shoes, you know, I fuck with those too. I used to wear them back in the day, just the toe, the toe shoes. I'm just saying, it's okay to just be you around us. We we prefer that. Stop trying to be yo 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 and 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 think that you cultured and shit. You know, just just come to the. Uh, that's why I like people like Gary Owen. You know, Gary Owen just. He's just a regular white guy who understands, like, period. So, um, I'm definitely bringing John B. And and if Adele is in there without the without the cornrows and shit, Adele for sure. 
Uh, all right, y'all. We are about to get out of here. I love you guys. I appreciate y'all. Let us know who you will bring uh, to the cookout down below in the comment section uh, when we post the episode. We'll have everything in the description. Again, make sure to subscribe to us on all platforms. Uh, you can also listen to me and check me out at www.tyronzahicks.com forward slash rbcpod. That is our website. And that's it. I will see you guys next week. I love you. Peace, love, and hair grease. I'm going to leave y'all with some good old lucky day. Um, probably one of the new rising um, artists in the R&B game right now. I uh, love his music. Um, and um, I know one person, one of my best friends commented under, I did a her appreciation post. And one of my best friends commented and said, you know, like, men got to step up because women taking the reins in this R&B game. Which is true, which is, very, which is very true. Women are destroying the R&B game right now. Men, step it up. But this is why I fuck with Lucky Day. All right, peace, love, hair grease. Y'all have a great one. Oh,